Welcome to episode 229 of Live Happy Now. This is your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us again this week. If you've ever struggled with forgiving someone or forgiving yourself, that makes you pretty much human. And it also means you're going to love what this week's guest has to say. Stacy Kaiser is a licensed psychotherapist, relationship expert, and author who has some great insight on how forgiveness and self-forgiveness affect our overall well-being. But she doesn't just tell us how much we need it in our lives. She gives us actionable advice for forgiving others, forgiving ourselves, and discovering greater happiness. Stacy, thank you for coming back on Live Happy Now and being our guest again. Oh, I always love being a part of anything that has to do with Live Happy. Well, it's funny how this one came about because I saw that you on your um, Instagram TV, you had posted a video about self-forgiveness and forgiveness. And it was so compelling that I was like, I think all of our listeners are going to want to hear about this. <laughs> and, oh, well, and, thank you. Yeah. So, so I wanted to know, first of all, what prompted you to address that topic on Instagram? Well, so this is interesting, I think. My daughter, who is <laughs> newly out of college and working in publicity, has been telling me that I walk around preaching all kinds of things to people and that a lot of people aren't benefiting from it and that <laughs> I should start thinking about making some short, you know, three to four minute videos about the things that I talk about most. And interestingly enough, forgiveness has been a big topic of conversation because people really struggle with it, especially if someone has done something that they view as toxic or inappropriate or, you know, unforgivable. Mm -hmm. And forgiveness is a tough thing because when we feel the other person isn't sorry or we think, well, they don't really deserve forgiveness, it puts us in a difficult position to try to find that forgiveness. It does. And the reality is it's basically impossible to make someone apologize or to be able to control other people's behavior. Interestingly enough, people will complain to me often that they did get someone to apologize, but it wasn't a good enough apology or it was a forced apology. <laughs> and so part of what I try and teach people is because you really can't get the right apology or sometimes people do things that are unforgivable, as you said, that you need to find forgiveness within yourself for yourself. Because what ends up happening to us is if we aren't forgiving, we are harboring it inside of us. It, we physically feel it. We emotionally feel it. We spiritually feel it. It impacts our overall happiness in life. And the other person who's done that horrible thing to us or, you know, made us upset in some way, they're fine. They're walking around feeling great. And so ultimately, we're the ones that are suffering. Well, and even though we know that, it's easy to say, yeah, I know I should drop this suitcase of crap that I'm carrying around, but that's easy to say and really hard to do. That is true. And it's something that is really important to be conscious of. And so I have a couple of tips for that, which I'll give you. I had a um, feeling you might. I thought you would. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to let your emotions out. And it doesn't have to be to that person. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it's unsatisfying to do it with that person. So it could be to a counselor, a religious leader, a friend. It could be in a journal. But you want to go through the gamuts of emotions. So I always tell people that you want to express what made you sad about this, what made you mad about this, what made you scared about this, what made you hurt about this, to make sure that you are covering all of the emotional bases. And then after that, you want to start telling yourself that you don't have to forget what they have done, 
but you need to let go of the energy that you're holding on to. So that doesn't mean you have to still be their friend. It doesn't mean that you have to talk to them on a regular basis. It doesn't mean that you have to treat them with the utmost kindness. It's really about sort of relocating them in an emotional way to somebody who you don't care about. So that might be just a person you'd walk by on the street that you wouldn't notice or you wouldn't have any energy directed towards them. You want to try and recategorize that person into someone that doesn't matter instead of someone that actually is matters and hurt, is hurting you. And I think you brought up a really good point because we sometimes tend to think if I forgive this person, that means I have to embrace them and bring them into my life or something. We have to somehow accept them. And that's not the case at all. No, that's not the case at all. As a matter of fact, really toxic people and abusive people shouldn't be in your life at all. Now, a lot of times what comes up is people telling me, well, I have to have this person around. They're a family member, a next door neighbor, a coworker. And that is really challenging. And so that's where it becomes really important to do a few different things that I recommend. First and foremost, to try and emotionally distance yourself from your frustration of them. Secondly, when you have to be around those people, minimize the contact and try and have other people around as buffers. And thirdly, be prepared to set boundaries with them. If they do things that you don't like, you don't have to be nasty. You can just say, that's not okay with me, or I'm not going to participate in this conversation, or I don't like what you just said. And when you can do that, how empowering is that? Like to know that you're going to go into a situation, like we have a situation in our family where it makes family gatherings rather uncomfortable. <laughs> and yes, most people so, do have one of those or two. And, yeah. And, and so when you're doing that, you know, like for myself, I always have to know in advance how I'm going to manage what's going to happen. And yeah, yeah there's a sense of um, empowerment that comes with that, though, knowing that you're not walking into it afraid that you're going to get ambushed. I'm so glad that you brought up the word empowerment, because that to me is what this is all about. You want to empower yourself. There's nothing that feels more helpless than holding on to emotions and feelings and hurting your own daily life or weekly life or holiday life because of the behavior of someone else. So what you want to do instead is really empower yourself. And by having strategies for how to deal with them, you take some of your power back. By making a decision that you're not investing negative energy in them, you take some of your power back. I had a conversation with somebody the other day that had a horrible falling out with a, a lifelong friend, someone that she had known since she was like 10 years old. And as time has gone on, that friend has started to behave badly to the point that if I told you stories about that woman, if I told anyone stories about that woman, they would say, <laughs> how could you be her friend? Yeah. And yet the person that I was talking to stayed friends with her because she would say, well, I knew her since she was a kid. She's a legacy friend. You know, she's like family, but she's terrible. She paid very badly. <laughs> <laughs> and part of what we discussed is her beginning to see that she got the best years already, that when they were young, she had great times with her. They had, you know, fun. They had sleepovers. They did all the things that a lot of little kids do together and that that time is now passed and that the best of times is gone. And she just needs to accept and honor the good stuff and let go of this woman so that she's not being, you know, inflicted by this new person who only, you know, basically exists to make other people feel bad. Oh, that's such a great perspective on, on it, because I think a lot of times we do, especially with family and longtime friends like that, we say, yeah, I wouldn't put up with this from anybody else, but, and we let that continue. Yes. 
And the other thing that you can do if it is a family member is maybe the person has some redeeming qualities. You know, maybe they have <laughs> a <hoping>. great voice. <laughs> maybe they cook great mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving or, you know, the holiday time. And so I suggest that you just focus on that positive stuff so that you don't have to fill yourself with the negativity and ruin, you know, the family event. Mm-hmm. And I know that you see people all the time who are struggling with this. Can you talk about what role in well-being forgiveness plays? Yes. Well, forgiveness is ultimately about spiritual, emotional, psychological, and physical well-being. And there's been a lot of research, and my experience backs this up as well, that overall happiness can be impacted by harboring negative feelings towards someone else. So you might not even be, you know, you talked about a family member and thinking about the holidays. In the moments that you, it's not even the holidays, right? It's before them, they're coming up, but you are busy thinking to yourself and putting negative energy into your mind and into your emotional self. And so that's going to impact your daily life. And so this is really about seeking overall well-being and only investing time and energy in people that actually deserve it. That's terrific advice. And another component of forgiveness that you also had talked about was self-forgiveness. And sometimes I think that's even harder (laughs) than forgiving people who have done us wrong or who we perceive have done us wrong. So can you talk a little bit about the need for self-forgiveness and how we can start going about unpacking that? Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Interestingly enough, people have a lot more compassion and understanding for people in their lives than they do for themselves. And so here's how I suggest that people sort that out. One of the first recommendations that I have is that you really have to ask yourself, you know, did I do something wrong? Do I have a reason to be upset with myself? And if the answer is yes, then you want to work on making changes so that you don't make that same mistake again or that you will begin to work towards overcoming whatever that issue is that you're not happy with so that you don't have to feel that way anymore. But the second component is try and find a way to be encouraging towards yourself to look at your strengths instead of your weaknesses, because you are the only person who is with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you're beating yourself with a baseball bat, you have nowhere to go. So <laughs> yeah, nobody left. Put, yeah, you have to put the bat down. The world is hard enough. You don't need to be hard on yourself. And then the third thing is to realize that you're not perfect and that's okay. And that the whole idea of being able to grow and change and do things differently is admirable. So to forgive yourself when you make mistakes or to forgive yourself for issues that you have that are causing you to behave in a way that you're not happy with. Sometimes it seems like people feel that they forgive themselves and they're kind of letting themselves off the hook and downplaying that what they feel so badly about. So how can you convince people that that thinking is not correct, that it is okay to let go of, you can dislike what you did, but you don't have to hang on to the pain of what it caused? Yeah, well, what's wrong with letting yourself off the hook anyway? I mean, (laughs) honestly, that to me is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself. So I don't think there's anything wrong with letting yourself on the hook, off of the hook. I think there's actually a power of positivity in that in saying, I'm not a perfect person. However, that goes back to what I brought up earlier, which is if you're going to let yourself off the hook, which you should do, then you want to implement change for the future. So to say, look, 
I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to let, it's almost like if your child or an employee did something wrong and you would say, okay, you did this wrong. I'm going to teach you how to do it better the next time. And then you let them off the hook. One of the things that we know about self-esteem is that it's impacted by, you know, what happens in our environment and what people say and do around us, but it's also very much impacted by the thoughts that we're thinking in our own head. So if you're busy walking around thinking, I'm terrible, I can't do anything right, I'm so angry with myself, that's going to impact your self-esteem. And when your self-esteem is impacted, then that's going to impact your ability to talk to people, to have friendships, to enjoy work, to just have fun going to the beach. And ultimately, as everything seems to do in these conversations, it'll impact your overall happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's really hard when you're when there's something that's just haunting you. I've known people who've done things that have haunted them for years. And it's it's like that bad thing that is there when they wake up first thing in the morning. That's the first thing they think about. And it just kind of hovers over them like a presence. So what is that process for repeatedly addressing it until it goes away? There's two techniques that I find to be really effective. The first is to immediately dismiss those thoughts and to try and replace them with a positive thought. So for example, let's say I treated somebody I cared about very badly. So I'd wake up in the morning and think, oh, I treated them so badly, I'm such a bad person. And then I would say to myself, okay, no, I did something that I didn't like, and today I'm gonna do something that is kind to people. I'm gonna work hard to be a better person because I care about people and I'm I'm a compassionate and empathic human being. So it's about shifting the language to making progress for the future instead of rehashing the past. And then the second thing is that a lot of times just physically moving will get something out of your head. So if you're really ruminating and obsessing, I tell people, go take a walk around the block and listen to music. Go hit a pillow. Empty the dishwasher rapidly. You know, (laughs) physical movement that is causing you to engage in the activity that you're doing instead of what's going on in your mind. Oh, that's really good. And that you can really walk it out when you are trying to deal with something that's upsetting you. Um, yeah, I love and, that. You can walk it out or talk it out. <laughs> Don't just shut up. <laughs> and it's not, it, you, please do, please do. There was no copyright on that. <laughs> <laughs> and it it is a process. It's not like you decide, okay, I'm going to forgive myself and then poof, it's all good. No, it does take time. Anything that you have been doing, the longer you've been doing it, the more of a habit it is. And they say it takes about four to six weeks to even begin to break a habit. So you have to be pretty conscious and diligent. It might need to be a daily activity where you wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to forgive myself because I'm a good person. I'm going to forgive myself because nobody is perfect. I'm going to forgive myself because I do a lot of great things in the world and I deserve a break. And is there any kind of writing exercise that they can do that would help with self-forgiveness? Yes. I always recommend that you switch to the power of positivity in that case. And I tell people to either write a list or they can even, you know, write a whole long paper about all of the things that are good about them, all of the good things that they've done, all of the good things that you deserve recognition for. You know, it's so interesting. This is more common with women than men, but everybody does it is this whole thing about looking at the good in you and patting yourself on the back. And 
when you are in the process of not forgiving yourself, you aren't patting yourself on the back very much. And so it's about making a list or writing in a way so that you're patting yourself on the back and building yourself up and showing to yourself that you are a good person, even though you've done something that you're not happy about. Oh, I really like that. And it kind of speaks to Kristen Neff has a new, what's well, not totally new, but self-compassion workbook. And it seems like a lot of the things that you're talking about speak to the same things with self-forgiveness and self-compassion kind of go hand in hand. I think you're right. I think that would be a really good component for a person to look at in working on their forgiveness, because the truth is we're not compassionate for ourselves in the same way that we are for others. And that's why I was saying that oftentimes we cut people a lot more slack than we cut ourselves. And you deserve to get it from you, right? And there's also that sort of domino effect thing where if you're not liking yourself, you put out energy into the world where other people pick up on it and you impact your family and you impact the people that you work with. And so it isn't just doing it for you, but you're doing everyone else a favor if you're feeling better about yourself. Yeah. So if you won't forgive yourself for yourself, do it for those who have to live with you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> do it for the kids. Um, yeah, it is. It's It really does eat you up and change who you are and how you approach people. And pretty soon it's going to become self-fulfilling prophecy. Like nobody w- wants to be around me. It's like, you're well, you're right. <laughs> right. And if somebody finds themselves incredibly stuck and they're saying, I've tried all these things that you're, you guys are talking about right here, or they're not working, then sometimes it's being pulled from the baggage in your past. And that would be the time that you really want to take a good hard look at how were you raised or were you in a toxic relationship that has now put you in a place where you can't even find positive attributes about yourself. You struggle with forgiveness. And that's when I recommend that people take another step and consider counseling or pulling a lot of like workbooks to heal, you know, pain from their past. Because it doesn't seem like self-forgiveness really comes naturally. It's something that probably you were taught or you were taught to berate yourself. Is that correct? Yes. And the truth is, it's not even, I don't even think a lot of times it's not even discussed. There is so much of a focus on what we're supposed to do for other people and the achievements we're supposed to master that I don't think we're really told how to comfort ourselves and have compassion for ourselves. And that's something that's really necessary for not only survival, but for, you know, day-to-day life. Yeah, we kind of need those skills. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And you mentioned, too, that we're a lot more forgiving of others than we are of ourselves. Does it ever help to kind of step away, step outside of yourself and say, okay, if someone else had done this, if I'm not looking at myself, if it was someone else who had done this, how would I forgive them? Yes. If I had a dollar for every time I said to somebody, so what would you say if this was a friend of yours that did this? And then they say, oh, well, I would forgive them in a second or I would understand. I would have a lot of dollars. <laughs> so a lot of times it is good to step out and ask yourself that question. Would I give forgiveness or compassion to another person? And if the answer is yes, then I think you want to take a good hard look at why you aren't giving yourself the same perks, because you certainly would deserve what you would give to anyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if someone's feeling really stuck with this, because I do, I talk to a lot of people who have trouble with this. Forgiveness is big. Self-forgiveness is big. And it's a tough thing to pull yourself out of sometimes. So if someone is feeling stuck, where can they go? What can they do to really kickstart this and make it effective? I would say that it's 
to write down goals for each day of the things you are going to do to combat it. So I would tell people, okay, in the morning when you wake up and you're still laying in bed and at night when you get into bed, so the first and last thing you do, you need to take a moment of forgiveness for yourself. You need to take some time to not only forgive whatever it is that you're upset about within yourself, but also take some time to give yourself some compliments and pats on the back and talk about what is good about you. And then the second thing that I would recommend is to schedule time where you can talk to somebody that you trust or care about and vent about whatever it is that's bothering you. Because sometimes it's the holding it in that we sort of fester in our own heads. And so when we're talking it out with somebody that we trust, we'll begin to hear ourselves and say, you know what, I'm not being very reasonable, or I really (laughs) need to let this go. Or maybe they're going to even give us some information that's going to help us, you know, think about things differently. So don't isolate yourself. Yeah, because I've had things where I'm like really beating myself up over it. And if I sit down and write it out and then it's like, wow, I'm embarrassed to even share that with somebody else because it's very trivial. (laughs) Yeah, yes, that happens. Well, Stacey, this is really good advice. I I love the fact that you're dealing with this topic. Um, We are going to give people information on where they can find you online so they can start following your Instagram videos. And and you cover some great topics. You cover some really great things. So I think people can benefit from jumping on there and seeing what you have to say. Thank you so much. That was Stacy Kaiser talking to us about forgiveness and self-forgiveness. If you'd like to learn more about Stacy and where to find her online, please visit us at livehappynow.com and we'll give you links and more information. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and then hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for this week. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.